You tit. Welcome to not midweek gaming. Welcome to a gaming conversation with friends. Episode number six. I thought we'd just have a bit of fun there with the intro. I'll we just lost loop. half our audience because of that. Yeah, I'll just press the loop. <laughs> um, yeah, we're back again. The Renegade Master. Renegade Master, yeah. We are. Um, gaming conversation with friends, episode six, where we just have a Chitty chat, chitty chat about gaming. Mm. Whatever comes up, interesting topics. We try and veer away from some if, if topics possible. we are going to avoid. We're going to avoid some topics. Going to know some people fed up with it. We've got some <sighs> yes. good stuff to talk about. There we have some fun stuff. Welcome, Pixel Slapper, Darren, in chat. I can see you and and the other people lurking. Welcome. How are you doing, VJ? Yeah, I'm all good, Mr. Stubbs. Thanks for having me on the show. I uh, have my cup of tea and ready to have a little chat. Good to hear. Good to hear. And welcome to Removable Sanity. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Uh, good to have me on again. And uh, I have no cup of tea, but also willing to have a chat. Fair enough. So, going to start off today. Obviously, there's only one person that can talk about this. How is the new Zelda game, VJ? <clears throat> uh oh, that's not really a, a great um, <laughs> sort of uh, lead, pathway or leadway into the sub subject. But um, I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried about spoiling it for people. Um, I made, I was telling Luke, I, was, I made the mistake of just uh, catching some, like I normally do, just some hints and tips in terms of you know how to how to how to, how to approach the game. Like uh, like I did with Breath of the Wild, so I thought it'd be a bit bit more of a um, a reminder. And uh, lo and behold, even though the video said no spoilers, they had they, spoilers. Um, yeah, it had spoilers that they assumed or presumed weren't spoilers. So uh, mm. there weren't major plot, plot uh, spoiler or anything. Anyway, I, I made the mistake. I won't be doing it again. And so I've, I've I won't be watching any uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for me, if I'm going to talk about Zelda, I, I played Breath of the Wild when it came out at launch, and yeah, I I'd say what I would start for those who may have never played Breath of the Wild. Wow. What is Zelda? Da, 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 da. If, you, if you're unaware what Zelda is, I think you'd have to go all the way back to the NES. I don't know if we've got... There are some people who aren't born, you know, they, they weren't around at that period, you know. 
they're youngsters. Yeah. It's um, true. But uh, I think that um, that the Nintendo Switch does have a remake of one of the um, top-down uh, 2D uh, titles from the past. So uh, I would definitely check that out. I forgot what it was called. Um, maybe someone can check it up while we're uh, while I'm having a, while I'm speaking about Breath of the Wild. But for me, just to sum it up, I, I just think it's for a sort of romantically fitting that uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, which was the prequel to Zelda uh, Tears of the Kingdom, sort of sort of for me anyway, bookends the uh, the era of the Nintendo Switch. Um, I think I think Zelda Breath of uh, Breath of the Wild was like kind of like uh, how can I say it? like perhaps the the opening chapter for the Nintendo's. Mm-hmm. Of book of switch if you want to if you want to if you want to call it that and i'm sure there will be a book of switch at some point in the future like there is for playstation and and for other nintendo consoles and for all intents and uh, intent and pur- intent and purposes uh, tears of the kingdom is the final chapter the the um the other bookend and uh, i know people may say oh well you know but pikmin 4 is coming out and so on and so forth but i see pikmin 4 and whatever else nintendo have got uh, coming up over the next sort of uh, six to twelve months <laughs> Uh, amongst amongst other sort of games that they've got uh, is being sort of um, storied events like post the main ending or epilogue, if you prefer. Yeah, so, uh, um, that's, that's what I would say in terms of um, uh, well, the kingdom. Just to come back to it, there's a, a young a young chappy. I'm hoping it's chappy or chappess. Apologies, don't know. It's Thimber. He says, "Explain it to the folks who've never Thimber. touched a Nintendo, aka welcome. me." Yes, welcome. Welcome to see just dropped into chat as well. Welcome. So, uh, yes, Thimbo would like to know what it is about. A rough thesis, maybe. Small thesis. Because <laughs> I know it can go into quite a heavy <laughs> uh, territory, historical territory, couldn't it? Uh, in terms How would you describe a Zelda to a person who's never played Zelda before? Um, how can I describe Zelda? Um it's difficult. Not Robin Williams' daughter. Hey, I said not Robin Williams' daughter. I'm gonna have a little, I'm gonna have a little thing because I'm. The thing is, I can say stuff about Zelda, but it may not actually sort of directly pertain to the game. Like you know, um, for example, what it what it means to me and so on and so forth. Right? I mean, if you want to know what it means to in terms of a video, if you if you enjoy video games, if you haven't never played a Nintendo game, then you're definitely missing out. Depending on the types of products that you like to play. Yeah. Well, what would you classify? Is it is it a third person shoot 'em up? Is it a two G side scroller? Oh, it's, uh, that's what I was trying to explain it. That's what, that's what I was trying to think. Some people who'd probably never Zelda, seen it before. Yeah, I never played it on the NES, and I never played it on the Game, Game Boy, but it was a top-down 2D um, dungeon crawler, you know, with towns and villages and lots of characters that sort of continued to make appearances, which is primarily uh, uh, Princess Zelda, uh, Link, and uh, Ganondorf, and some of the various tribes that, um, uh, um, that populate the, the land of Hyrule. And, and the surrounding and the surrounding terrain and so on and so forth. So then it migrated from top down to becoming a three D open open uh, open world game. I think. Um, Would you classify it similar to the, like the Mario open three D world sort of esque? No, no. Uh, where Mario is more about sort of jumping and um, how can I put it, triple jumping and uh, sort of maneuvering. Much more by three D platforming. Yeah, but but more but more fluent, fluently, um, mm-hmm. and um, whereby Zelda is a much more say 
I don't know, I would say it's the bubbly champagne version of Elden Ring, almost, in terms of specifically in terms of uh, Zelda, Breath of the Wild and, um, and Tears of the Kingdom. I think that's a very good, that's a very good, yeah, that's a very good uh, description of it. It's a bubbly champagne version of Elden Ring. Yeah. I, but, yeah. but someone said to me, I, I don't know who it was, someone said to me, oh, you know, but, but games like Elden Ring and Final Fantasy XVI, um, you know, the difference is that their stories perhaps have more, I think the word was used, gravitas to them. But um, after playing, I had to think about it because I didn't kind of, I, t- I understood what it meant, like bubbly champagne versus, you know, a hard whiskey. But I thought from a story perspective, that doesn't, I, I can't, I couldn't find myself a- agreeing with it. And I, and I, and I, then I sort of was thinking and thinking and thinking about it because I, I was often do then forget about it. And then it just came to, look, gravitas means different things to different people. And there are hues to gravitas. And I mm-hmm. think that. You will find gravitas um, in in Zelda as much as you do in in Elden Ring, but it just it just depends on your own uh, your sort of your own personality and your own outlook in, yeah. in that sense. And I, I think for me is that um, when I look at Zelda, Link is sort of is hope, you know, born out. Uh, from the love of Zelda and how she looks at him as his protector. Then you've got Princess Zelda, who epitomizes love for Link, uh, born out of hope. And then you've got Ganondorf, who um, who depicts fear, right, um, in convergence with hate, right. So um, so that's always the sort of trifecta, right? That that sort mm-hmm. of leads uh, the, the 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 stories uh, within within um, each uh, Zelda mainline entry, so to speak. I think that's a good one. I think also uh, Luke Steele's in the chat. He provided also a uh, another definition. It's a large fantasy adventure game verging on immersive sin. At least it, this one. Yeah, for this one. Yeah, but if you're asking like for Zelda as a as a franchise as a whole, um, yeah, there's various iterations that have continued and yeah, progressed, haven't they? So yeah, and those iterations of those games have been produced in conjunction with the hardware and the capabilities at that moment in time, which is spans over 30 or 40 years. Mm. And also, is- for so- those who are who don't know, for those on the Nintendo Switch, it's in full 4K, isn't it right, Steve, uh, Vijay? Mm. <laughs> 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 full 4K at 140 frames per second or something like that, you know? That's what Vijay was telling us. It's amazing what <laughs> I'm making out of it. <laughs> Um, what I know, what I did say, I, I don't know if it was on this show or a couple of shows, but when I, I think the chat about, oh, you know, what's going to be game of the year, and everyone was talking about, I think it was Redfall, right, not being sixty, and mm-hmm. I said, you no, know, you've got to bear in mind that I think it was in private chat, right? I said, so you've got to bear in mind that this year's game of the year is probably going to be seven twenty p in a handheld. You did say that. You did say at, that. Yes, at, uh, at thirty frames per second, if you're lucky. So. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's um, the the thing with Zelda it always carries a universal message of uh, uh, love and kindness, and uh, and I think it um, appeals to such a mass audience, and that's why it's always been popular, regardless of the fact the talent that they've always seemed to harness and put together and assemble right to to produce these games, and it never ceases to amaze. Um, and in general, though, rather than saying oh what is Zelda, what is it about, go and play it and try it because anyone's opinion that, that's what i'm kind of concerned about is giving an opinion but if you love video games and you've never played zelda or a mario game you should do just for your own benefit so then you can compare and contrast with other experiences that you have for, throughout the rest of your life mm. 
But so now we've got the description out of the way. How are you finding it? Um, I was struggling. I don't know if I've mentioned it to you or to to Stubbs. I, I think it might have been Luke. Actually, uh, I forget. I, I have long term memory, but my short term memory is shot now. The older I get, and um, because the <clears throat> the B and the A and the Y and the X are sort of inverted. Uh, on the um, Nintendo Pro Controller in comparison to the Xbox controller. And after just playing a couple of hundred hours in MechWarrior 5, I just kept pressing the wrong <laughs> button for about the opening four or five hours. And um, it was kind of frustrating, but I did remember uh, when God of War 2018 came out, I really struggled with the control system compared to the, to the previous God of Wars. Mm -hmm. And even Breath of the Wild... Uh, when I first picked up the Pro Controller. Obviously, this was at launch of, for the original Nintendo Switch. I struggled to play the new Zelda uh, because of all the new mechanics it introduced. Um, and um, and obviously, you know, the controllers for the Nintendo Switch was was, uh, was very different to, to the Wii. Nintendo, so Nintendo, to the Nintendo Wii and then the N64... Oh, sorry, the GameCube and then the N64 prior to that, right? So... Um, so I would say it is definitely one of those games that is easy to pick up and play, but very difficult to master, especially um, do you remember when we had a lot of people sort of talk about Elden Ring and say, oh, I tried Elden Ring and uh, there was this sort of centurion horseback, you know, mm -hmm. in, uh, in golden armor and golden black armor on this massive steed. And I just kept getting, you know, sort of one shot, it, you know, mm -hmm. oh, it's not for me. I've got a refund. Uh, it's um, it's like that to, to some degree. Um, and uh, but for me, because I'd played the Breath of the Wild and I played Elden Ring, what I did uh, remove well, I won't spoil it for you, but there's a there's something called a stone. You might have seen it in the in in the trailers, but there's um there's a stone boss enemy and um a ta stone talus, and um, you, you don't really notice it at first, but um I won't I won't go into that. But let's just say it was like fighting the the opening in the opening that was your yeah it was your I, very first indication yeah, so of how hard the bosses could be yeah so basically by by but just imagine that i didn't avoid that first field boss and i just stayed there for an hour until i until i'd overcome it right even with only you know my first few hearts in the game when you but you're not supposed to but well, you can where you are it's up to you you have the choice right but you mm -hmm. can punish yourself or, or move on and come back later but i decided to stay there and i think that that um rather than the opening tutorial really helped me to uh, get my timing and get the feel back for the nintendo control pro control and where the buttons are and, and how to execute and so on and so so much so i went to play met warrior 5 this morning and I kept pressing the wrong button, so so yeah, so I reprogrammed myself to, or programmed myself to, once again to play with the Nintendo Pro controller. But went to Mech Warrior Five, and I started to make a mess of things. So yeah, that kind of that kind of should really paint the picture of uh, what I've been through. Well, that's good. To, that's good. That's good. No, but I mean, overall, though, you're it's 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 astonishing. Yeah, it's it's uh, hit that sweet spot you was looking for again. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, that is. I, I don't know if it would say it would hit hit the sweet spot because I play a lot of in the I mean I mean it's all about in the um, Zelda franchise. Uh, it's difficult to say. It's difficult to say. I'm a very early in. I really enjoy okay. Breath of the Wild, but because I hadn't played anything like Breath of the Wild before in the Zelda series, uh, because Wind Waker or Karina of Time, they're different games. You see, because they continually innovate and they continually mm -hmm. uh, introduce 
uh, new uh, mechanisms and, um, and, and etc. and layers of gameplay that they uh, into each new iteration of the game. So it's really hard right now to even compare Tears of the Kingdom as the same game as Breath of the Wild because it it's similar ground you're trading upon, but it's had a like layers of blessings like. Uh, put laid laid upon it right over on top of the original game. So if the the first game was fantastic, this is adding icing and much much more to it. But I haven't discovered enough in terms to say, oh, you know, it's like this, it's like that, and so on and so forth. But what I can say so far is it's been fantastic, and it and it, and um, it kind of something that Masuka said sent me. It said the the guy described it, the gentleman described it. It oozes class and is confident within itself. And I think that's uh, actually uh, a correct assessment uh, of of the game. Ooh. Ooh. Sounds very yeah, very very good. And, of and course, we'll also now, keep we'll, we'll keep uh, we'll keep up with you as you as you progress. Yeah, I, I will say one thing, Ruble. I think give it a little time. Once more people have played it, once the reviews have I know they've made their reviews, but once they've managed to over a period of time uh, able to digest the content that they've consumed and written about and spoken about, um, I think that this game in itself may very well lead to even um, helping other designers across the board, whether you're a mobile game designer, handheld game designer, whether you're a PC game designer, indie game designer, AAA designer, whatever, this game will this game will help you to evolve your skills. And I think it will also um, uh, add... Uh, be a benefit to designers of the future it's it's got that that sense to it i can't tell you yeah 100 percent it does but i get i get the sense that this is going to be one of those i hate to use the word case study because it kind of is diminishing it in some ways but it actually might be end up being you know a bible for a lot of game designers for like a showpiece kind of kind of thing Not showpiece you know, is uh probably is to a degree yes because the game yeah. does look fantastic on the hardware i i, I cannot get over some of the stuff that they're managing to do on this hardware in terms of the foliage system and there's bits of glass for uh, yeah. grass flying okay. flowing about when the wind blows the water that you know uh, just you'd think that the system is going to struggle but when it says breath of the wild and you really think about the wild and um and how 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 um how nature actually looks and feels this game is the only one out of all the open world games that I've played that really encapsulates it. And I was saying to Removable as well, I said, Removable, you know one thing, and I may be wrong, and, and I think Luke can actually attest to this or pay, perhaps you know, sort of uh, disagree, but I find that the colour palette used in Zelda is almost very similar, or almost uh, identical to the one used in um in or in the within the realms of um of Elden Ring, it's just that it's rendered very differently. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I just sort of said to myself, you know what, if I, if I open and close my eyes really quickly, I might just be playing Elden Ring versus versus Zelda Breath of the Wild. And um, yeah, so but so far it's, it's been it's been fantastic, and I haven't been able to put it down, even though I was struggling with the control system. Um, but now I'm, I'm slowly but surely getting back in the saddle as they say just as just as i've uh, managed to tame a couple of wild horses and um and take them back to the stables for registration mm-hmm. you actually do that in the game so yeah so, <laughs> yeah it's good to hear you enjoying it definitely is because it's it's um there's been a lot of excitement around the game because i knew when it came out 
because Nintendo with their first party they always hit, but they seem to have really hit this time. Um, but as you say, though, a lot of the reviewers probably haven't completed the game 100. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I think I think, I think I think the thing I find with reviewers they have a finite amount of time to get the product. Yeah, out. it's not long. If you, is just, it? if you were just given this game and said, "Here you go," Zelda is. <sighs> Is almost like um, a beacon of light, right? You sort of you seek to diminish, you put your mind to one side, right? and not worry about what you're going to play. Otherwise, you're going to quickly find yourself in an overwhelming world you don't understand. So okay. you've really got to enjoy it. So with the problem with the reviews, I know everybody loves Zelda, and everybody loves Nintendo, and everybody knows that if you don't perhaps don't give it a certain mark, you know, Nintendo may frown upon you. And given the behemoth that they are within the industry, they they have a tremendous amount of influence. And if you don't understand that, I don't believe that that it has a bearing on what people say and don't say, and how Nintendo react, then you're then you're being a fool. But uh, at the same time. Uh, not to diminish the capabilities of the development team because uh, what they've produced, given the limited hardware, is quite astonishing um, because they are constrained, right, in terms of what they can do on such a small device. It's, I don't know, removable. It's, uh, I mean, I'm not a, a complete technical person in terms of know how and so on and so forth, but um, the YouTube videos do not do it justice at all. Yeah, the thing with reviewing <clears throat> is you're never going to get across easily enough the experience of enjoying a game or sometimes even the problems with a game over a, uh, a video. It's it's it'll be watered down, compressed or, you know, something will be off or, you know, it's a hard thing to do to get it across uh, sufficiently, even when you provide evidence, it's like, oh, here's a, here's a you know, pop-ins and stuff like that. Those things are hard to do. And also they're subjective because what may work on one person's PC or console may be very different to another person's experience. We've seen this with Redfall in terms of some people had crashes, frame skips, bad texturing, uh, pot, huge pop-ins and major issues. Some people had nothing. And so it's a hard task to do when you're reviewing. The only best thing you can do as a reviewer is just give your honest opinion. And, and as you said, go ask them to play it themselves or at the very least watch someone who potentially live streams it uh, who will showcase off to you their experience in the full. Um, so you can get maybe a, a better judgment for yourself. Um, yeah. It's it's a hard it's a whatever you do it's an opinion thing. It always will be is as, as a reviewer. So um, as you said, if you can, I think there's a demo out for, isn't it? Am I correct? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Not, not that uh, Luke might know. I, I doubt I, it. I never look for the demo. Um, I, I, to be honest with you, you know what? <laughs> it's funny you say demo. I, I was surprised that even Dragon Quest Twelve got a demo because <laughs> it never have ever had done before uh, on the on the Switch. So that's why I didn't want to say absolutely not because stranger things have happened, which I didn't actually mm. know at the time. I thought I know, it could be I could be wrong, but I thought I thought there was going to be a demo. Luke's for confirmed no demo. Oh, okay, just, there you go. I just well, wanted thank to you. Just, I just wanted to add uh, is that. Look, it's difficult for me to talk about Zelda because uh, when you ask me, oh, what's the game like? Because my mind go, always goes blank because I had a friend uh, of mine and uh, in a past life, um, 
and uh, it may even be a dream from another world, who knows? But anyway, her name was Zelda, and her full name, um, when I asked her to re reveal it, was uh, Zelda Amy Diamond, right? And the only picture that I have of her that exists is uh, one when her and I were really, really young. And, um, but, um, you know, it's, it's so it's the way I remember her and the kind of way I remember Zelda, and I don't know if this is my memories getting mixed up, is that when I see Zelda, her power comes from a sort of a pure and joyful and, and playful energy. Energy, mm -hmm. and the best way I can personify that in in a in, a, in an example, in a, it's personified in an abundance in in terms of man's best friend. Uh, if you've ever had, if you have ever had a dog, but yep. that the energy that they exude and that energy, um, you know, sort of my colleagues shall I call them that because I, sometimes I think I don't really have friends. You just have that people you come by in, in, in life and, uh, you know, manifests all that energy, that, that kind of joy and, and pleasure and, and playfulness and uh, the purity that manifests itself in Zelda tears of the kingdom, if that makes sense. Like, and I think that the main messages are, are love and kindness and hope and so on and so forth. And, and that they, they are the message. They're always, the, they're always the answer. And uh, Ganondorf, you know, in his own in his own way, is trying to threaten that by igniting division and conflict, and uh, and that's the that's the message I think continuously that um, that the Zelda games convey. So it's it's not just that the games are incredible; it's that for me that they they sort of um, deliver a timeless sort of universal encoded message mm -hmm. on, on a continuous basis. And I think that even if you don't realize that you're kind of drawn to the beauty of that and the ugliness of, of Ganondorf because we all in within us, no matter how um, benevolent we think we are, we all, we all have a semblance of Ganondorf uh, in, in us as well. Right. So, um, you know, it's, I, I think that's the truth of it to me, at least from my sort of narrow experience. And, um, and I think that's why, whether you understand Zelda, you don't really understand it. You've got to, know that there's a universal encoded message there and that's why so many people are drawn to it not just the visuals not just the gameplay and um and that's probably one of one it's one of um nintendo's top five i think i don't know if it's in the top three but it's definitely in the top five you know the sort of accumulated sales uh across all of the games that have been released in the zelda series mm. sorry about that not at all not at all stubs has gone quiet no i'm here i'm just taking it all in because I know nothing about Zelda. I've never played Zelda before. I haven't. Um, I learned a bit there. I mean, it is... To be fair, uh, though, Stubbs, you could say that for pretty much most games. You play the tutorial and that's it. You know, it's not, you know... Well, well we see. I do play more than what people think I play, but... I'm Excuse me, Gears of War play. is not classified as, you know, playing what other we expect. Well, I've been playing more games recently. I have been on that gold. What game playing. have you been playing recently? What game have I been playing? A Coffee Talk. It's a and that, how do we lovely transition from Zelda into another game? Ta da! <laughs> so tell um, us about it then. Thanks for insight, VJ, on, on how you've been enjoying it so it's far. Just, it, I can't get my words out. Is it has a kind of a a personal sort of connection to Zelda. Yeah. yeah. So, so whenever anyone asks me a question about Zelda, my mind immediately goes to uh, Miss Diamond. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, please carry on, Mr. Stubb. Sorry hello, about that. Welcome, welcome to um, who we got in now. Sergeant Sentinel Gaming. Sergeant Sentinel Gaming, and also Luke Steele. I never welcomed you, but I mentioned you. Suku. Suku was already here. Pixel Slapper as well. But yes, um, I've been playing Coffee Talk, and obviously I thought this game was just about coffee. Yeah. Obviously, you make coffee. You make various different drinks as well in the game. It's very, without spoiling it, it's very... As, Therapeutic? Uh, Misuku said, very relaxing. We've got to be careful because it will send you. It's that relaxing. <laughs> if you're tired, you will fall asleep. It's not through being bored. It's just the way the game is. It's it. It's not so much about coffee. It's about how do you it's very personal good. connections and relationships. Yes, it's about looking at the different people within the coffee shop as such and the relationships they have. That's what it's about and. It's a very simple game, so everyone <laughs> that's probably why I like it. But yeah, it's a different kind of game. The, um, episode two's come out recently. I've obviously not played that because I um oh, is I've it got... out already? Is it out already? I, I thought it was, for some reason I thought it was out in October. If it's out already, then I'll have to download that. I'm sure Masuku can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's out now. I am or out soon. What's that? And um, episode two of Coffee Talk, I thought it was. It is, out. yes, it is. Ah, there you go. It is, yes. I don't know if it's on Game Pass, but I think it is, it is out. I, I got Coffee Talk because it was previously on Gold, and I added it to my library. That's how I got it. Uh, I didn't go and buy it. It was part of Gold ages ago. It was. That's how I got it. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying that. Been playing Persona, not so much this week, but I. I Which one? Five Royale. I need to get. It's a big game, though. That is. Is um. But there is. I enough... really wish you. I really wish you'd just said I'm play testing six. Uh, uh, Sammy, yeah. For yeah. Your I'm, information. I'm play testing six. <laughs> just broken my NDA. I have. Um. Yeah. Thanks, Pixel Sapper. I've got three months Game Pass. Just so those that don't know what an NDA is, it NDA is it's not a light bulb that you drop or a non-disclosure agreement. And I'm not testing any game. We complete the first. If I complete it, it'd be my first persona I've ever, I've ever, I've ever. What's it called? Completed. Completed. Yes. But yeah, I'm enjoying that game. Um, I'm a man who re- removal sanity. He he often struggles to say what he's playing because. He's often under NDA because he's a reviewer. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is, is yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Very well, that and I don't want to end up, you know, um, ruining it basically. Reviewing. Yeah, I, I don't want to end up giving my thoughts on something too early in. You know, I like to do the game justice before I uh, make any decisions or anything like that. I noticed because when, when we, me and VJ were playing Redfall. Removal Sanity would not let on if he loved this game or not. He wouldn't. <laughs> it's the re- the, in the review in, it, in him, he would not let on his thoughts while playing it. He was hes- he was hesitating, weren't he, VJ? He would wouldn't I, say. <laughs> I don't know. If, I, I wouldn't say he was hesitating. I think yeah. that I, I think that removable takes um, his reviewing of video game it was like a bit of a busman's holiday for him. It's Seriously, um. Uh, it's um it's he's it's almost like his second career shall we say and uh the thing is is that if you haven't i've 
never reviewed games. I've critiqued them, but um, if I if I like them or I don't like them, and that's and that's fair enough. Um, but going all in and abusing games and people and publishers and uh, funders and and all sorts is is going a bit too far, right? Exactly. You, at the end of the yeah. day, you know, you 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 buy a sandwich, you don't know who made it, right? You don't know how it got there. You don't know if it's third mm-hmm. party or Marks and Spencer's made it, or whether it was you know True. dished up from okay. yesterday or someone left it on the shelf as they were shopping. At the end of the day, you try it and and you'll give your opinion whether you like the mayonnaise in it or not. So, mm-hmm. and I, but I think for removable is that he's. See, I'm more philosophical. Where I would say he's got more of a critical eye is that that's his, that's his, as I say, his second career, and he's 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 whether he's reviewing a game or, or playing a game for the first time in Game Pass because it's available there. He's always going to have that critical, uh, uh, not that that reviewer facet about him, right? Uh, on a, on the continuous mo- and continuously, he's never going to switch it off. Especially, you know, <laughs> that can be a detriment in some cases. <laughs> no, no, but it's. Um, I, I just wanted to. I mean, we had some, you know, jokes, right, at the expense of Redfall. We, I mean, mm-hmm. we, have jo- we make jokes and we make jovial comments, even if we're playing good games. I mean, I think one of the things we were saying, every time I, I kept getting knocked down and needed reviving, I just kept saying, don't revive me, don't revive me, just save yourselves, and, as in, look, please stop <laughs> making me play this game, right? Because everything that I've come to appreciate in in open world shooters or co-op shooters especially after playing back for blood this game tries very hard to diminish those things i've come to appreciate and they're actually depreciating those 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 values even though i'm trying to enjoy and you know remover how much i was looking forward to playing that right i kept asking i said we're definitely going to be playing it we're definitely going to be playing it and then masuko you know was busy with life and and was working with family and uh we managed to you know send some um Send some pills. I've forgotten what the pills for sleep, opposite of sleep pills are. But anyway, we've sent some uppers to Stubbs. So he managed yeah. to stay awake and play with us. But it it didn't engage me um, to, to the... To, to the degree where I wanted to go back and, and torture myself yet again, especially when you've got Mech Warrior, you've got Zelda, and you've got other very competitive games out there, you know, that are available to play. Uh, but at the same time, I can completely understand why Removable wouldn't give an opinion because he's just he's just programmed or geared or of a mind whereby, listen, you know what, I've got to see every facet of what this game has got to offer because maybe just maybe it'll turn a corner, and I, I and I can totally respect that. Yeah, I, again, it's, I don't know. I think. A game like that is probably was it was about twenty five to thirty hours long. We were like an hour one, and I'm like, I can't really say it. I, I, there were things I didn't like about it, but it's like I've seen it before where the first couple of hours are could be horrendous, absolutely horrendous, and then for some strange reason it turns a corner and it's like this is the one of the best games I've ever bloody played. But that very first, almost. Uh, aspect of it can can almost break a game so i'm a bit more hyper aware of in the background and that's why i was like i'm not going to say anything until i I play a little bit more of it in fact um after you two kind of left and i i I actually have gone back again and tried to play again about uh for another hour uh solo just to try and see and give my thoughts on it. And I was like, yep. yeah, I'm still, 
something's still not clicking with me at the moment. And that's the best I, I'm going to give on it, is that it's just not clicking with me. This game is not clicking with me in, in any shape or form. Um, oh. I know there are people out there who are having a great time with it. That's fair um, enough. And own, that's it? fair that's enough. Um, and just but for me, it's not, it's, it's not clicking. Um, and, no, and that does not diminish anything else, you know. Uh, there, there are people out there in the community playing it, and I think that is a good thing. And I'll tell you why. Because even though other people are saying it's not good, it's not, it's not, it's not clicking with me, as, as in your case, or uh, it's really not a game I want to invest my time in because it's limited as it is in, in, in my, in my, um, in my defence. Well, de- lack of defence, I should say, is that people should play through it because there are other games that they would have played that they may, ha- may actually come to appreciate. So there's always a silver lining to to playing through something, even as a case study, right? And especially even if you are, a, if you were given the task of reviewing it, even though I'd probably have to pay you about ten grand to do. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's um, you know, there's there's a benefit of doing it because that's what most studios do after they've created a game, no matter how successful it's been or how poorly received it's been or poorly received and sold well. Uh, all the connotations, you know, uh, or combinations um, below. Uh, all shooters have to do a post mortem, or if they, or if some have stopped doing it, they absolutely should because they'll learn a lot more. You learn a lot more post the game launching and and assessing it all through a post mortem, even more so. Well, I would say in, um, in it complements the actual development process, and so you, you're learning from both, both, both aspects. Yeah. We have uh, Mr. Friendly Pest has turned up, and uh, welcome, Mr. Frist, and also our favourite indie gamer. Welcome, indie gamer. Welcome to the Friendly Pest. But yeah, no. Have you have you been playing any other games removable that you've been you've been playing recently that that you can talk about at least? <laughs> um, yeah, I've I just I've just completed. Well, I have um, the the review for um, Dead Island Two. Um, and uh, that one I was thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and of course, um, one of the things being a reviewer for those sorts of games is I only got the game on launch from. Oh, yeah. okay. So for me, it's uh, <laughs> I was is a hard task because I'm pretty much behind every other person, every other big reviewers who's out there who can just give you. Hello? Hello? Removable? Have you muted yourself? Sorry about that. Yeah, most people will probably have um, have already seen a lot of reviews about that. So for me, one of the biggest things is like, well, what fresh take can I do on something that's probably getting a hell of a lot of reviews already? So for me, I get a comparison uh, from the original one I played to the the new one, uh, which was a very different games in terms of uh, years. But I think, you know, as I said, uh, if you haven't seen the review, I think it's done a very good job for the franchise. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was a really good one. And then um, currently I've also been kind of... We played a little bit of Diablo, the uh, the Slam server Slam between all three of us, and we've also played. For me, I also played now and then uh, with VJ on Mech Warrior Five, another underrated game that probably doesn't get enough attention. 
um, that is out. I think it's out on Game Pass as well. It is. That's mm-hmm. how I've downloaded it. Not tried it yet, but downloaded it. It's it's a game that again, I think it's a very underrated game, but it's a slow burner. It will be one of these games that requires you to kind of probably take your time with it, get used to the control system, get used to what you need to do, but it's as in-depth as you wish to go, or it's as easy and quick as you wish to go. You, However much effort you want to put into that game, it will reward you with. That's the best way to describe it, isn't it, Vijay? Um, look, I'm not as analytical as I say, um, or a teacher or a guide as uh, removable and I'm, you know, far from being the super philosophical sort of bloke, but for me, and, and I was talking to Removable about this, the one thing I can compare Mech Warrior to is it's um, it's another astonishing game, which I wouldn't have come across if you hadn't introduced me to it. But I was saying to Removable, the way the only thing, the best way I can com- sort of com- um, sort of explain this is that if you play chess with anyone. Um, and not in terms of chess, oh my goodness, how do the pieces move this, that, and the other? No, no, what chess does, um, like very few games do, is teach you about yourself, how you operate, um, and so on and so forth. So if you've ever had a friend that plays with you, plays, let's say, two couple of dozen games with you, uh, or play a couple of dozen games with one or, two ran- one, or th- one or two or three random people, then ask them, look, can you take a minute and just make some notes in terms of, exactly what i do and exactly how you see me in play and you know what moves do i do what what moves do i restrict myself what what do i you know how do i go around the board and how do i make execute execute do i hoard pieces do i sacrifice them all that kind of stuff and what it actually does chess does it actually teaches you about yourself in terms of how you operate and uh and in terms of and also sort of it teaches you and unlocks your personality traits so that you can really see them um, and then figure out, you know, if that's whether you like or don't like that about yourself, whether you want to change or adjust. And Mech Warrior is similar in that way because I went in and I remember telling him, oh, I'm just going to go and, and, you know, just go around blasting stuff <laughs> while, while I wait for Tears of the Kingdom to drop. And, which you um, can, which you can. Which you can, which you can to a degree, but um, the difficulty ramps up. Um, mm-hmm. not in terms of uh, the different sort of uh, universal galaxies or quadrants of the galaxies on the map that open up to you as you as you progress. So the levels of those areas, they become sort of progressively more difficult. And within those, uh, the missions also scale up. I think I started off from like uh, area six, mission level 10, and now I'm in sort of area, I don't know, I think it's, uh, what is it, area 11 or 12 now where mission yeah. mission difficulties ramps up to 80. So uh, I mean, what I was saying is you could potentially stay stuck in the early zone missions and just keep playing and flying and playing and having a good laugh there. You don't have to progress. It's uh, intriguing. Because I'm, have you really spent a couple of hundred hours in in MechWarrior VJ? Um, according to look, I have been playing it solid for a couple of weeks and wow. uh, at least okay, two weeks. Fair and um, I just went on to the Xbox um, uh, information portion of ten, you know that sort of dip, yeah. that tells you look these are these are the details on on how long you've been playing stats. How how accurate that is, I can't tell you. Um, and really, I, I just know that I've put a lot of time in and I've seen a couple of videos now yeah. and people have got like 12 million in sort of in terms of C bills. And I don't know what their overall sort of um, uh, overall um, uh, value is, worth, well, yep. worth is, but I haven't seen anyone like, I mean, I've got quarter of a million in C bills 
no, sorry, 250 million in C bills and an overall net worth of um, 600 million, right, in the right. game. So, so, and I said that to Removable. So, I, I don't know how that compares to him exactly, but it gives you an idea how much I've been playing it. But a lot of it's been to do with every time you go into into a match, you can replay the match if you want. Well, if you've saved before, then that's one thing I would definitely advise you to do. Any, any RPG or long haul game you play is continue to save. Is uh, like in Persona 5, Mr. Stubbs, is. Um, is that um, you do figure out, like, in terms of your approach to specific missions, um, the opponents that you're going to face, uh, the terrain. Um, and uh, I got ambushed yesterday, removable. Uh, the level of designs and everything that was changed. <laughs> and, uh, but, um, but, yeah, so it does teach you a lot about yourself, and, uh, and it has done for me as well in how I approach games. I don't normally play these types of – I think these types of games – but I, you know, I'd welcome Mech Warrior Six, and we'll look for more games that offer this kind of uh, hidden depth to them. But not only are they really fun to play, um, and sort of super exciting and stuff like that, but um, but also teaches you a lot as well. So um, so in all departments, it's it's a win 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 situation. And I think as removal pointed out, you can play as much time. You can sorry spend as much time tweaking your mechs, which there's a there's like I think I've only got like thirty or forty percent, oh, about thirty five to forty percent of the three or four hundred mechs that are available, and um, yeah, and tweak and tweak those in terms of the weapons and uh, all the other accessories you want to to place on to build your own perfect perfect mech as, as far as the game will allow. But so here, yeah. apparently, according to Darren, you had a look and you've got you've got eight days, five hours, fourteen minutes so far. That's a that's a hefty time. I, I don't. I, I just don't That's know how, if that if the if that the way that the Xbox uh, tracks the time is. Is accurate. That's that's the only thing, right? I, I don't know how. I yeah, if you've gone off for a half hour and left it on, does it still continue tracking it, or does yeah, it? You know, because you've got like because um, you've got the quick resume. Does it? Does it? Does it still stay on? You know, um, or say like me when I fall asleep, well, it's still yeah. I, I quickly, well, it's always on quick resume, it's been on quick resume for the last three weeks, so yeah. so that's 21 days in itself. So it doesn't, it's not saying it's on 21 days, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, so it's different. Yeah, I, I think it is pretty, pretty accurate to a degree. I think it is, I think it is for the moment you are resuming and you start moving around, that's when it starts tracking you. But as you get, it's, it's not really, I we, we don't know 100%. But in terms of the hours, uh, you have played it quite a bit. Um, and I said every time I spoke to you, like oh, I'm, I'm on Micro Five, I'm on Micro Five, I'm on Micro Five. It's like okay, you know. And it was like I didn't expect you in any shape or form to kind of uh, enjoy the game. I thought I was just one of the games. I was like, hey, I really like this game. Yeah. Maybe you should try it if you want, because we were looking for a co-op game to kind of fill our time prior to Redfall. I said, like, if you want to try and do a co-op game with me, jump on and we'll see what it's like. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of um, moved on from there, didn't it, really? I would say that this game, like most other games, um, took a lot of ability and a lot of time and a clear vision to make. And I know that this is the fifth in the series and obviously different hardware, etc. But if Armored Core 6 succeeds... In such a way that it captures a chunk of the Elden Ring player base, which it will obviously, right? Um, 
uh, MechWarrior, uh, you know, whether it's five or, or, or six, if, if there is, if six is in production, I, I, I have no idea. Um, will come up in more conversations as an alternate option that will have its own sort of um, expansive player base. And uh, it's going to be a cause and effect. And uh, hopefully the success of one will reciprocate and uh, sort of rub off on one or the other. And hopefully, I, I hope it does. And, and, and I think that would be a positive um, effect going forward. And um, I know that I know that Armored Score 6 doesn't have traditional co-op but uh, one thing I would definitely agree with what Removable said is that um, the rewards for co-op, depending on who's being invited, so the invited should definitely, you know, glean something for, for participating, which definitely needs to be looked at. Yeah, technically, in Macro 5, you are basically a, a human version of the AI. So for those who don't know it, you can play as one mech or generally as you get further along, you can have four other mechs and those four other mechs are controlled by three AIs. The game does allow up to four people and you take control of one of those AIs. You control your the host's mech. So it can also be a little bit scary because you're basically driving someone else's car and if you damage it too much <laughs> or you do too much you could be damaging one of their favorite mechs. So you do have a little bit of a, like a slight twinge uh, when joining. Um, but if they're pretty, you know, they're pretty chill about it, you know, you can have a great time playing with them. But as I said, you don't, as a player, you don't gain anything. Uh, you just basically are there to help them out and just have a great time. Um, and that's not to say there is, you know, there is just, you can also just, uh, that's, that's through the campaign mode. Uh, there is just uh, a multiplayer mode without campaign, but campaign is probably the best way to go because, it, as you said, it helps out your friend and you get to, you know, see all the cool stuff that the campaign throws at you. Yeah. It's good to hear that Mech Warrior 5 being mentioned because I remember when it first dropped in Game Pass, the likes of um, Pong Soul was excited to play it, but. I haven't heard many people playing it in quite a while. I haven't. It's not. Nice yeah, no. I, I reviewed the DLC for it uh, about a year ago, and they, it's still coming out with DLC even today. Um, is, it, is, and, it, is it paid for DLC on top? Obviously, because it's a small developer, aren't they? It is. Yes. Yeah. So for yeah. Game Pass, I think you can get the the game, but I don't think you can get the DLC. Which is fair enough. You know, in the studio, I wouldn't expect yeah. it all to be free. Yeah. Um, um, but what the the individual DLC does, it does bring a lot of stuff to the game as well. So the one of the, the DLC that I reviewed was the Inner Sphere, yeah. and it brought a whole new swathe of different things you can do, different ways, different perks, different machines, uh, different you know, um, even different generated missions and stuff like that. It kind of really did put in a whole new thing to it. See, what I would say about uh, people trying MechWarrior 5, number one, uh, normally whenever you go back to try a game that has had um, some very good things said about it, um, if there's other things in vogue, I find that gamers are easily swayed to play what's in vogue rather than what might be something exceptional. That's um, true. Exactly, that's... that is true. I'll, I'll yeah. give you that because and... usually you play a game and, then, you know, you're enjoying it. And, and I'm guilty of it as well. And then this new everything, everyone's playing it in Game Pass or whatever, and everyone goes and tries the next thing. 
and then you're mm. on to the next thing. It's yeah. like a new new hot thing, but you are well, right. It's all, it's all about the modern culture, right, of being yeah. part of a conversation when yeah. the problem is that's your thought, right, telling, and that's, that's what's causing a lot of the, the problems within you is that if you follow your thought, as in, well, play this because that's in vogue, well, then that's what you'll do, and you'll miss out on a lot of things if you go with your instinct and say, look, there's a lot of good things said about this. I have an interest in this. Someone's also recommended it, so why not give it a go? And um, all those people trying Redfall to try and to find, I'm not saying everybody, but trying to find value in it, um, I would suggest... There's a lot of games back in Game Pass that you could easily try that's equally is providing value to the Game Pass subscription service. I would say MechWarrior 5, though, removable, it will give you an experience that other games, well... 99% 99% of other games. Oh, won't I need give to you. try it now. I need to try it for the next. It will show. give you an experience Definitely. that other games won't try give it. you. But it will I will. I will say it's one of those games. Uh, do you, I would say it's a bit of a marmite game, wouldn't you say? It's either you'll no. you'll get into it, or you won't. Because I think I think a couple of people when it first launched, it was like ah, oh, they couldn't get into it, and I think it's just because they didn't stick with it. For uh, removal, can I, I actually have to disagree with you there a little bit, right? The problem with MetWarrior, when if, if you're a typical gamer, you will look at it and think, okay, doesn't have particularly great sound, doesn't have a particularly great UI, doesn't particularly correspond with my button control systems because I'm used to, which are sort of like atypical with all other games. And uh, it doesn't particularly have great uh, visuals, it doesn't have a particularly great UI system. But the thing is, is that unlike other games, when you put it all together and actually play it for a few hours, which I don't know if a lot of people have the patience to do so, mm-hmm. it is one of those games that is greater than all of its sum of its parts. And it's and, and, and within a couple of hours, it all clicks. The, the universe, the galaxy map, the UI, the visuals, mm-hmm. the music, uh, the animation systems, the intricacies of the mechs, building them out, how they look, being able to, uh, you know, doing, I forgot what that's called, the cosmetic part to all of your mechs. Yep. Yeah. And, different types of loadouts and stuff like that so and and even the control system um which takes a little time because i would say zelda's probably got a tougher control system learning curve than than mech warrior 5 the vast and that's that's telling you something there right there removable mm. is that i think that people gamers predominantly are snobbish because i remember in the 80s and 90s and 100s uh, sorry, in the early 2000s, everything used to be about, oh my goodness, look at this, look at this, look at the visuals, they look amazing. And that used to be the initial pull for majority, vast majority of games. Oh my good, look at this, it looks almost arcade perfect. Remember that terminology? It used to be on every mm-hmm. gamer's lip uh, during the 90s. So I think the, the initial thing is that, is it in vogue? Is it, are other people playing it? So I'm happy able to have a conversation. And number three is that, um, as I say to you, is that sooner or later there'll come a point when everything clicks into place and it's something that you can't put down. And um, I, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I spent, well, let's put it this way. I spent more time playing Mech Warrior 5 than I did Hollow Knight. That, that could uh, oh, make you, make you lose, lose a fan there now. Oh, the chat's <laughs> going to be stirred up by that comment. <laughs> I had to get a comment in about um, Hollow, Hollow Knight. Knight. Yeah. But it is one of those games. I think it is. You said it, it, this is a game that is. Uh, there is thousands and thousands of hours if you wish to to do so. There is, you know, it could be ultimate. I would say it's ultimately never ending, but it's it's a, a pretty good indicator. It's a pretty 
close enough to that. There is so many different alternate generated missions and stuff like that. <laughs> boo. Yes, Indy, boo. Um, it's it, it, it's a generally, for me, I found it was a generally really good game. Put it this way. Uh, I played the DLC and then bought the game. Even though it was on Game Pass. It's just like, that's it. I'm, paying, I'm taking it, you know, because it's one of those games I would like to. And as I've said to you, I've it's one of those games that I've left it for six months, come back to it and played for three months, then left it for another six months, come back to it and played for it for three months. I've never had a problem with it. And it's just been, it's just been a fun experience each time. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> Thanks for popping in BMG. Appreciate it, mate. Have yeah, a good BMG. I've got a, um, I'm going to check it out, I reckon. I would say, uh, how would you recommend to VJ2 to, to Stubbs? Would you recommend he start solo or do you recommend he should try and? I think that uh, the benefit I had is that when I started to play Mech Warrior, obviously the co op doesn't, opportunity doesn't begin until you finish the mission called Last Man Standing. That's right. Um, but initially you know but while i was playing it i was chatting to you so i was we were chatting about something else but i was able to load it up play it, and then ask you questions while i was playing it so mm-hmm. and that helped me just ease myself into it uh ease me into it and so ask some questions so what i would suggest is that if you're going to play it mr stubbs is that if you get sort of slightly frustrated or or not understanding something. Well, I don't think you will because you've you've you've, you've played through Persona, which also can be a little strange. But yeah, I think that if you try strange. it, and um, yeah, it's, it's highly rewarding. But I think you've got myself, and then you've got the authority in removable uh, <laughs> that can sort of um, that can sort of guide you in terms of um, how to play it. I, I tell you what, almost to the point when. I watch the videos that are out there in terms of guides and tips, tips and guides in, that, in terms of how to play. I almost felt yeah. like, you know what? I could probably do a better job myself, but really? uh, okay. I almost did. You know, I was like, let me just write. Uh, no, 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 the content creator. Well, Trust me. He's, he has an analytical warrior. mind for it. Yeah. It would be for Met Warrior 5 specifically because what's out there is good, but it's not, not great. But, um, but what is out there is still good. It's not, I'm just saying it's just it could be a lot, lot better. Um, but you know, it's it, it is what it is. But um, it's a fantastic game, and uh, I'm so pleased. I, if it wasn't in Game Pass, I would never have heard of it. But I think you've heard many, many people say that. And I mean, you've just mentioned it right off the top with Coffee Talk, right? Yeah. Um, which also teaches you about your own observational skills, about how you uh, talk, look at other people, what they're discussing, and, and how you judge others. So it actually teaches you a few things as well about yourself. So that's what I try to find. I try to find games that teach me, you know, um, about myself as well as you know enjoying what they have to offer. That's the best way to be. That's true. I was typing back to Andy uh, then. Sorry. But no, that is true. That is. I, I didn't think I'd like it. I just, the, the name's deceiving. I just thought, ah, coffee talk. It's all about coffee. Not really about coffee at all. You make coffee and you make drinks. I've learned how to make different drinks. Well, coffee talk <laughs> is technically, it's, it's, uh, it's, isn't it like a, it's like a phrase, catch a catchphrase. Oh, we just have a bit of coffee talk, you know. 
so it, I think it's it's more along the lines of a catchphrase of like yeah. you know conversing with each other rather than it's coffee. <laughs> you know, if that makes sense. I remember. Sorry, I remember there was a time I think in the mid two thousands, and um, my first Korean drama was My Lovely Sam, uh, Kim Sansoon, and um, I was watching the show, and um, and all of a sudden I said, "Is there any other good shows out there?" And nearly every other show, Coffee Time, Coffee Talk, Coffee Palace, Coffee Maestro, nearly every other. Korean TV show that was coming out that was a hit had the word coffee (laughs) and the word coffee and I said why oh because we just have I had a I had a Korean girlfriend at the time and um I was spending some time in Korea and um and uh it's just like she said look for for our generation um a lot of youngsters um you know they travel abroad they travel to Dubai they travel to France they travel to Singapore they travel to Japan and they live over there in Australia and yeah. they learn you know various things about making pastries because obviously it's not not common you know to be to grow up in in, in Korea to be taught this kind of so you go overseas to learn these things and, and coffee was one of the biggest imports or exports from countries outside of you know Asia uh to affect that generation and everybody's dream mm. is to go back to Korea and find a little spot somewhere in um in either uh, Busan or Jeju Island or some outskirts of um, Seoul or even in a, in a, in a small district in, within Seoul and open up a little t- coffee shop. There's no, there's no sort of, I'm sure there are a Starbucks over there, but, um, but people prefer the, um, the sort of personal, the little, little, well, as you've seen yeah. from persona as in, five. As in persona yes. five. Yeah. yeah. So, so and that's, that's what everybody's dream is to save enough, go overseas, work, work, uh, make enough money, come back and open up a little coffee shop. And that's why there's, um, that's why, you know, hundreds and hundreds, of, well, not hundreds, but at least dozens of, uh, these Korean TV shows, uh, where there are 16 episodes or 18 episodes, one season wonders only, um, and yeah, every single sort of show, <laughs> as far as I can remember, had the word coffee in it. So um, I'm not surprised there's coffee coffee talk now. The game. It's I the dream. It, I keep calling it coffee time. I don't call it coffee talk. I, I keep in my mind, oh, I'm, 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 I'm going to go and play coffee time. Uh, what? Coffee time. So I, I don't know why, but that's stuck in my mind versus coffee talk, if that makes sense. But I understand why they're calling it talk, but I would have called it time. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's. Um, I think it's got more of a ring to it. That's just. That's just me. Coffee time, coffee talk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, to be fair, it's, it, for stubs, it'd be burger time, maybe. You know, burger talk. Okay, <gasps> there you go. I've just set out a brand new game for everybody. Burger talk. Please give your royalties to me when you create it. Because um, yeah, it's, 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 it was a cultural thing. I think it still is, isn't it? In Japan, I think it still is a cultural. As you said in Persona Five. Just, just play Persona uh, Five. That's all I was yeah, saying. Yeah, that has a perfect coffee shop aspect to it. In fact, I think yeah. yeah. So it's a it's a unique sort of uh, cultural thing that has kind of lingered and stayed through the generations. Um. But apart from that, is to, so, you, so right now you're stuck with Zelda, Macquarie 5. Yep. And did you say Final Fantasy was still? Uh, Final Fantasy 16 is out. Um, Luke might know because he's obviously got all this stuff at the end, at the end of um, his fingertips. Is out, I think, sometime in June, June 22nd, which I would really love to play. I just I just need to understand the game a little bit more before I go ahead and, 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 um, and buy it. 
uh, or pre-order and buy it. And the other one is I'm keeping an eye on. Obviously, removable is uh, Diablo Four, right? To to play with you. So that is, and and I, just to let you know, Stubbs, I did yeah. say to uh, VJ, as like. Um, because he he has asked me, and we had a great time playing it, um, even with you as well. And he did say, "Are oh, you buying this game?" It's like, look, if I had the funds, I'd probably buy yeah, it day one. I, I looked. <laughs> I don't yeah. have the funds, I so I I will be getting it. Just probably not straight off the bat because I just don't have the funds to do so. Um, but I have said to him um, that when I do get it, because uh, VJ is going to get it, when I do get it, um, we're going to probably go through it and sit down and go through it together. Yeah. You're more than welcome if you, at that time as well to um, join us. Yeah, if I, if I can get it. If you can get it, yeah. yeah. I'm hoping it'll drop. I'm hoping it... That's the thing. Does anyone remember if Diablo 3 did it? Dropping price. Luke will tell you. I guarantee it. He probably knows. He knows everything. The other thing I just wanted to mention, removable, is (laughs) obviously with the big show events coming up in June, I'm not sure what's going to perhaps or potentially be shadow dropped. Um, Yes. Starfield. Gear 6. Gear 6, Starfield. Don't tease me. Yeah, and I don't know how fast Silk Song is off, but basically uh, it's kind of a justice. So I'm playing Zelda now, Met Warrior, then it will be Final Fantasy 16, and then I've got a slot open for Silk Song, Diablo, and Spider Man 2, obviously, and then whatever else is in is in the offing that that, um, that is promised that is promised in um that is promised in June. Not that I hold hold you know hold my breath out breath for it, but and Starfield will be something that when I'm ready, I'll play. I don't think it'll be something I'll play straight straight away. I, I just, again... It I, I agree. Know. It's going to be one of those... It's going to be one of those RPGs that you're going to have to set a hell of time aside for it. Um, it the way it should hit. The way the game's been talked up and... I don't. I, I. I. As I have said it, numerous it might times, the rest of the year, but, but that's if it hits and it's good. And no, one, I'll be honest. Apart from hearing it's Skyrim in space, no one really knows what it is. As I so said, we're, we're I've, I've seen nothing about it. I've seen no gameplay. I've seen. Well, uh, no, I have, I have seen a little bit of gameplay. Um, they, they did show a little bit of gameplay. I haven't seen any enough to give me a good warrant. On whether I'm getting it or not, I know it's game. I do, I do. But it's one of those games that, even with Game Pass, that is a game. It's going to be like Fallout. It's a game that's going to put a hell of a lot of time into it, Um, and you're going to be having to set aside that time to do so. You know, I've got at least two or three RPGs I haven't fully finished yet. I mean, I've got Soul Hackers two to finish off yet. You know, bloody well, I haven't even finished off. was it like a dragon? Is this, it's like, dear God. <laughs> is this is this um is this Luke's description of what um Starfield is? No, RE4 um... Zelda Dead Space and Jedi Survivor rolled into one. <laughs> <laughs> he just stubs had it up for a minute and then took it down. Yeah, he said, I'm more concerned uh, I've got to complete yeah. Resident Evil 4, Zelda, Dead Space, and Jedi Survivor by June. Well, in fairness, Luke the best way for that because you recently went on holiday is to that's it no more holidays mate uh no more chatting you know cut down those hours 
and just solely put a, a good straight weekend every weekend till June to finish them all off. I'm sure you can do it. <laughs> RE4 Dead Space, I'm pretty sure they're going to be like 20 bucks. Luke's the AAA gamer now, apparently. Luke's the AAA gamer. No, 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 it's not. <gasps> I, don't, I don't think you can. I think no, this, this, uh, this, this divide, I know, I know. Dividing <laughs> games and uh, this call, causing this sort of division between AAA, AA. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think it's all very, very personal. And just you should just really enjoy the games uh, and the times that we we live in. There's just so much to play. I mean, if if you had to tell me today, you know, do you want to play Starfield or Silk Song? It would be Silk Song. It's just because oh, I just had such a great experience with Hollow Knight. Planet of Lana. Planet of One is one that, I keep it on. That I want. I, I, I played that at, at the EGX, and, and uh, it's one I, I'm trying to, you know, hopefully get my hands on. How was it's, it? I enjoyed it thoroughly at that EGX. I actually did really enjoy it. And uh, but the trouble is, I'm not going to say anything because I'm going to let everyone kind of go through it. Because uh, normally at EGX, they give you pre-alpha demos or pre-release demos or something like that, or pre-release, you know, uh, elements. Um, but what I, what I had played of it, it was really enjoyable and a very beautiful art style. So, again, I'm going to hold off um, and hopefully I can try and grab hold of it. I think the demo you played is what they put on Steam, to be honest. I it wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, mean, I would be surprised. I, I, I'm not, have you ever played Inside VJ or yes, you, and Limbo? Limbo. Yeah, well, it's, it's have kind of played. like that. Oh, I think I was going to come on and be insulted today. Just kind of that's how I kind of the way you go through the game. I only play, I've only played mm. demo, but it, it, there's little puzzles and that kind of style of puzzles and stuff. It, I can't wait. For, and indie gamers going to be reviewing it. Nice, mm. well done, congratulations. Can't Speaking, wait. Speaking, who was it? Zelda, Someone... Zelda, sorry, I was going to say Zelda Breath of the Wild encompasses that you see as well, the puzzle solving, etc. Yeah, nice. So yeah, it's just one tiny facet of the game. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, yeah. But no, Planet and Lana's going to be good. Welcome to A Back from the Dead. Thanks for popping in, mate. But yeah, Planet Lana will be one, one to watch for, that is. Definitely. I oh, God, yeah. That one. And Stubbs, you, Mr. Stubbsan, you, you, what are you looking forward to? Planet Gears Lana. 7. Gears. Anything Gears related to be Gears revealed. Tactics 2. No, no, that's not. That's not. That's not going to happen. When that's not bother or that. No. Hey, hey did you play? Did you play Gears Tactics? Yeah, I turned it off. Yeah. <sighs> did you play with a controller? Or did you play the mouse and keyboard? Actually, oh, no, because I have a PC at the time. I played with a, a, a controller. Right. Try it with a mouse and keyboard. I don't know. I can because it's, it's very slow. Well, that's like why I said it. with a mouse and keyboard, it's a much quicker experience. Try that I will say it now. I mean, I, I even, if you, even if you plug in, even if you plug in a mouse and keyboard to your Xbox Series X, just plug it in. It's a much quicker experience and a much fluid experience. Um, those RTSs, if they don't implement the control system well, as you said, it slows everything down. It can feel like a bit of a slog to get through. It, um, where if you can, actually, I will say I think it has got a very good mouse and keyboard implementation on the Series X or PC, so I would use those in that regards because it's a much more fun experience. I don't know. 
Give it a try. You're a Gears fan. Come on, you should be played. You should have played every single one. Uh, I've played every main mainline Gears. So there we go. Oh, if there ain't a tease, yeah, yeah. put it this way: the minute, in the minute, in the Gears community, in, in content creation space and Twitch space, it's very negative. The Gears community are because they've had nothing. Xbox has never actually officially, although what the rumor, you know, rumors say, Xbox on the record has never actually confirmed they're making Gear Six on the record. It's never. Well, that's what I said. It could be the showcase. You could find, you know, Gear Six oh, first person shoot 'em up. Hopefully, or, or VR. You know, you never know. When they announced Gears Five, it was actually teased. A lot of people didn't see it to start with. You know them really fast sizzle reels they do. Mm-hmm. It was in there, and people didn't realise. They, they'd snuck it in. You know, people thought it was Gears 4, it was Gears 5. But um, I'm hoping there's some kind of tease. I wouldn't expect a release this year. I'd say tease, and then a release next year. You, you, I, can, I, can I just say something, as in someone who's not attached to Gears? Um, yeah. I, I played Gears 5, and then I think I think we co-opted together um, High Busters. Busters. Yes. And, if it wasn't Gears of War, if Hive Busters 2 was announced, um, I'd really be looking forward to it. And that's just me yeah. who caught onto the that's, Gears, Gears yeah. late. But if Hive Busters, not Gears, if Hive Busters 2 was announced, I'd be saying, well, removal, when we're coming up, when we're going to co op. I, I think, <clears> yeah, I think, I think Five Hive was Busters. a little bit of a, a disappointment for the Gears fan, fan, fans. Um, it, it was i think they tried to go in a new direction good for them to try a new direction but i don't think that direction translates well in the gears community or to the gears uh gears franchise i think what me and stubbs have often quite rightly said and which why it translates so well into the hive busters with us we want it back to more its roots it's much more darker yep much more gritty, brutal, mystic sort of situation. Will be in Gear Six because it's part of it's part of it. it I, I feel that I'm not spoiling it. But what happened at the end of what the end of Vive Busters and the way they got the thing they went to get, I feel that will be part of destroying the enemy in Gear Six. That will be. Maybe, maybe that's the case. Um, I, I just would like to bring back, they like said, the, the brutality and the grittiness of the original first one. Linear. Where, Isn't, yeah, well, trying to be open. It's, no, no, it's five for semi open world. It was, but um, Gears One wasn't linear, it was semi linear because remember, we had different paths you could choose. Remember the very first one? Yeah, it's like, do you want to go left or right? And if you yeah. could co op, one person would take the left path, but the other person oh. would take the right. You'd then see your own characters opposite each other, and you sometimes had to defend each other from the other side. Then there was the, is it the Krill? Um, yeah, the Krill. That, that horrendous uh, level where you had to basically keep in the light whilst they were attacking you 24 7 as you're yeah. going across. That was brutal. Well, Brilliant, right. but brutal. Isn't, that, isn't, isn't Krill um, um, a French anti-dandruff shampoo? Probably. Yeah, I thought You're so. Isn't, 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 hang on. Isn't, isn't that, isn't that Krill A? Bring me... Bring, you've completed it on insane mode. I think mode, we've got a picture of Stubbs on the front of the bottle. <laughs> Brill Cream A. 
Um, you think it's one the one you've you, you you've completed on hardcore and insane mode? I have, yes. I I I have completed Gears One on insane mode. I haven't, and I absolutely bloody hated it. Um, it took me and a partner and a, and, a, and a mate of mine. It took us, I think, twenty plus hours alone. And I would say the twenty plus hours. I would say out of 20 plus hours, I would say it probably took us eight or nine hours to do the whole campaign and then another 11 hours just for the last boss. That's how brutal that last boss was. I mean, it just on insane, it was just you had to be perfectly timed. And remember, this was in the days where uh, internet wasn't as great as it is now. So you had a little bit of lag. <laughs> You know, and it was like you made one mistake or there's a little bit of lag, you'd be dead instantaneously. And the amount of times we were swearing at the at the game. Uh but we did it. We did it and well it's it's one of yeah, it's 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 not many people can say they've done it. Um I wouldn't want to do even, to be honest, I wouldn't even want to do it now. <laughs> uh, there's no way I'd want to do it now. I can tell you for a fact I wouldn't be I wouldn't be able to do it. I put, if people don't know, I do play gears, but I, I don't. I, I just, I just play on easy. <laughs> I play multiplayer. That's what I mainly play when I play gears. With my, as you say, shotgun, my Ganache gun. Oh, only you could bloody just go. I'm going to go with a shotgun twenty four seven. Well, it's <sighs> the way it is. It's, it's the meta in in gears or sniper. You, you have to be very, very good, good sniper. Got to be very good to use a sniper. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, I'd like to see any kind of gears, gears collection if it actually exists. Who knows? But and some new games, some new IPs, some something we don't know about. Well, I this is this is know. what I would like to see would be some JRPs, more JRPs coming into the the genre, and um and also proper. Proper developed RTSs that really are done. Now, the trouble is with RTSs is that they're an absolute slog with a controller. One thing I will say, sorry about that, is they must be doing well because I I don't know if you you listened to the Phil Phil Spencer interview. He did mention, he he didn't didn't say it for long, he didn't linger on it. He said that um, Age of Empires 2 is doing incredibly well on Game Pass. Mm. Numbers are bit, numbers numbers are doing very well, and Age Empires Force is uh, being put onto the. It's, it is, yeah, yeah. So it yeah. does show that the more people are playing it. So you, I think you might find over time they might start to obviously put more, yeah, uh, make more I think, games. I think what you'll find is that there are certain franchises that have yeah. span decades, and they all have a huge following. Yeah, and um, yeah. and. I think that what you'll find is that some people that game on PC, some people that game on console, because when we say the engagement numbers, I think we forget it's not just the Xbox hardware, it's PC as well. Mm-hmm. So if there's games in PC that you don't really want to pay 50, 60 bucks for that suddenly appear in in, um, in Game Pass, PC, Ultimate, whatever it is, and it's something you wanted to try or was, wanted, or was willing to try but weren't willing to spend the money, 
then of course the engagement numbers it's something i want to try but i just haven't had the time and and i'm kind of i feel like i'm going to need a mouse and keyboard to play it but age of empires 2 works very well on, on controller because I, I i have actually tested it out it works very very well the controls do if if yeah I, I think to be honest with you, i think some games get really well done in terms of porting or, or development wise some games aren't done uh, i think some games are so complicated in terms of the keys and the bindings you do need a mouse and keyboard to make it feel a much more fluid experience and this is why i'm very i'm just surprised that microsoft isn't pushing harder for the mouse and keyboard on the series x it works really well on the mouse and keyboard with games that are well optimized you know i've seen i've, I've played uh, some brilliant rts's uh, they are billions for instance is a pc game um been ported over to xbox plays dog crap with the controller plays really well uh on the mouse and keyboard the only thing they haven't done is they haven't given you the ability to uh, change the map uh, bindings key bindings sorry so that's a pain in the backside but other than that really works and plays well on the uh, the xbox series x and i've seen a couple of rts's that are exactly the same um it's a case it's a case by case basis but it's one of those things i'm surprised i'm surprised it's not being looked into more it's, it's almost like it's a hidden genre that could easily be you know could easily be added to to the to the, the actual game pass package and would draw in a lot of people i think they are i think they're studying the data numbers on how well how well the age of empires too because the civilizations also on game pass i think you'll they are studying it, just taking them longer to do. I think they're working out what they can do. And I think they've seen an increase in, in interest in playing RTS. So I think you're going to find that, that there's going to be more and more coming. And Xbox, I know I know it's obviously Age of Empires is porting, but they might actually start new IP in their, their own studio, maybe, if they see enough engagement sales, etc. Because... He did. He did point it out. I thought it was very interesting. He mentioned Age of Empires. He didn't linger on it very quickly. You you would have missed it if you blinked. It was that quick. But he did mention. Mm. He did. Well, that's, uh, it, it's it's one. It's it's a genre that could bring a lot of uh, people over to the the system uh, if it's implemented well. It could be, you know, it could be, you, you know, in the hardware, or you mean the ecosystem in general? I think, I think, I would say, uh, hmm. both? hard, hard, both. Yeah, I think the hardware will, as I said, the the, the hardware will run these quite technically challenging and quite uh, almost uh, hardware breaking games in some of them i mean like i said for the ones that i've got it's like they are billions there is millions of different enemies on screen at once all trying to attack you now the computing power that alone i I noticed that the pc uh was also struggling unless of course you had a high-end pc and yet it won pretty smoothly on the series x the biggest issue i found was the implementation of the control system it had been lacked 
And that's probably not a fault to Microsoft, but the developer itself, um, I think they put it on there, but didn't didn't continue to support it, which is a shame. Um, I think they put it on there for a quick buck, uh, which it did get. It did do well, but it just probably needs a bit more implementation. So I think RTSs in general kind of do need probably a little bit more time because remember you're playing on a console. Yeah, very different to a PC, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that. I see. I think. I don't know. I think the the showcase is going to be. A, if you believe, and I don't. What's on Twitter? This showcase will be the end all or be all of Xbox. <laughs> um, for me, I would just like to see a good selection of games a good selection of maybe new IPs, or even if it's just, you know, we're working on this, this is in the works, please, you know, by the way, it's coming along the line. Um, maybe a bit of an update on their roadmap, because I haven't, I don't think that roadmap's been updated yet, as far as I'm aware of, since last year. Am I correct in that? Someone in chat should be able to, to tell me if I'm being an idiot again. Um, and po- as I said, really, I just want to see bit more gameplay in the, in the showcase this year. Gameplay uh, from the actual console. Yeah, correct? Yes. Not, not a... PCs. Yes. Um, don't get me wrong. You can have your FMV sequences. Yeah. You can have your trailers. But I think that should stick to about 10%. The rest should be gameplay from different games and give us a good indication uh, of where we are moving forward. And that's going to be the same for PlayStation. That's going to be the same for uh, Xbox. That's going to be the same for indie showcases. You know, I, I, you know, I want to see more gameplay. Let's, let's have a 45-minute discussion about exactly. you know, the ethos of how we got to this gameplay. I've seen two excellent comments that I gave. One from Luke Steele. Just no more shit 12-month window shows. And Indy said, one thing is for sure, they won't be doing this showcase around the next 12 months. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that was a fatal If you look at what the management team was saying, you can see there is a massive disconnect. Um, and there's a, I actually think the management team's afraid, yeah? Uh, there's a massive disconnect between the, the, the stakeholders, which is the Xbox management team, and yeah. what development does, how it works, how it operates, how it delivers, all the pitfalls, all the understanding of how games are de- they have no clue because of some of the comments that I've seen that or quotes, well, not even quotes, like I, I don't know what you call them, where they capture a sequence of someone saying something, you know, I think it was Sarah Bond. Clip. Um, clips, yeah, being clipped. And, and really... Uh, look, this is from my own professional opinion, right? I've been in this situation. And this is like tw- the, some of the stuff they say and they come out with. I'm sorry, but 20 years ago, you wouldn't have got a job in the games industry. And so I sometimes wonder how they get to <laughs> where, they, where they are. You'd be thrown out. You'd be ripped apart because remember last week I said to you, not two weeks ago, I said to you, if you look at Phil from a photo of him from about five, six years ago, and on stage and look at him now, look at how much he's aged and how disheveled he looks. And 
what I can tell you, look, I don't work in your industry removal. I don't work in yours, Stubbs, and I don't, I'm not a, a, a legal expert like Luke, and, and um, I'm not an international playboy like the indie gamer um, who just jet sets around on his private jet playing indie games all day it's long. true. But, but the point I'm trying to make is that it's, it is one of those industries that can bring you in and it can chew you up and then spit you out and it can age you. Um, it, is just, it just is that intense and that competitive um, and that aggressive. I'll um, tell you now, Jim Ryan still looks exactly the same. That's why I've got a lot of time for Jim Ryan. I know where he's come from. I know how he got to where he was. I remember. I don't know if you guys remember a guy called Kelly Sumner. Um, he used to be the CEO or, or the, the senior or chairman of Take Two. Um, he's very similar to that. He started off in the industry working at Commodore, fixing power packs. Mm. Right. And I, and I've started in the industry just let me tell you right sealing envelopes right uh, with and writing out recorded delivery uh remember those orange recorded delivery slips you yes know, right? oh yes like, that's how i started out in the industry right doing working in the back office of a, of a mail order room um and I, I can tell you now is that some, this is why people say oh you know vj you're really harsh you're really like you know got it in for the and i said no no i i know some really good people in the industry that would not just you know do a, a commendable job but a far superior job to some of the people that i see in and around it and that are fronting it right now because they're all frauds uh, in, in my frank opinion and i think that somebody somewhere needs to have that kind of really tough conversation with these people to wake them up because some of the stuff they come out and say is, is quite frankly insulting and in, well it's not even embarrassing it is insulting and um, and that's why I can't buy into it, and, and that's why I don't go into a lot of podcasts because I just see the 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 imbecilic idiocy and stupidity I, of people. I uh, think it's um, what I would classify. I think it's PR speak. We we've seen more it's the PR. Worst, it's the worst, worst kind. yes, the worst kind of PR speak versus what was back in the day. PR speak wasn't PR speak. It was just basically technical information. Remember, let me put it to you this way, right? If I said to you, removal, uh, you work for me, and I want you to go out and say this, this, and this, right? I'll tell you what it would be. It would be tantamount to you going out and just repeating what I said like an idiot, Mm -hmm. right? Rather than turning around and saying, you know what? I'm worth my weight in gold. I need to ask you some questions before I go out and put myself out there in the public. And when I see Aaron Greenberg, when I see Matt Booty, when I see these two, three other people, Chris Lee, who was the producer, exec producer, put in charge by Bonnie before he was kicked out, gave the same messages to leaving um, um, uh, free for free as Bonnie did when we both know they were booted out. And then you had um, uh, the other lady, uh, Miss Bond. Um, None of them, I can tell you, ask the hard questions before they go out and speak. They're just, what do you call, what's that word? Mouthpieces. And I really have got to wonder who is steering the ship for those people to come out and say some of the stuff that they do. Because I can tell you now, if you're a real executive in the industry and you've been around, you don't come out and say that kind of stuff. Not when you're leading, well, not when you're representing a company of that caliber, if that makes sense. And um, very rarely do you see Sony do it. Jim Ryan came out and said one thing. He realized he was not the guy and he hasn't done it again. That's learning from your mistakes, right? Yeah. I, 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 who's really good at it, right? In terms of Herman Holst. Tell you one thing I noticed because it's like um, the, the, the obviously the Hollow Knight Silk Song people were giving it a bit of stick, saying where is it and all that. They said it was coming out, and an indie gamer actually replied to a few comments, and he was right. 
He said Team Cherry never said it was coming out. No. Xbox said it was. Team Cherry never said it was coming. And he's he's right. He says it was yeah, Xbox said it was marketed that way. Team Cherry never officially said anything about it coming out. And to his credit, Indie Game was right. And I think that you know you gotta you gotta think like this, right? That she Team Cherry are very careful what they say and what they don't say and when they say it. For someone from Xbox who put out a trailer for me, which was nowhere near as good as the one that Nintendo put out, which has got over six or seven million views now yes. across all its different um, uh, over its different YouTube channels, and it was just slightly sort of a disheveled version of that. It's to me really quickly and poorly put together, and for them to come out, oh, all these games will be playable in the next twelve months. Well, I'm sorry, but the publisher and the developer hasn't announced that, and I'm not entirely sure I'm convinced that you know you should be the one to represent that game regardless of the fact you may have paid them millions of dollars or tens of millions of dollars to put it into game pass and i think team cherry probably looked at it and think you know what we're very reserved in terms of and we have a very specific way in terms of how we speak to uh, you know our audience and it wouldn't surprise me if they delayed it on bloody purpose just to make a point it's <laughs> so my conspiracy theory yeah, version of me coming out now <laughs> I, to be honest, I, I suspect that uh, they just I'd be probably. If someone represented uh, my company without asking me, I'd, I'd be annoyed. I, about no, do you know what it is? I'd probably just say, the, what's the old phrase? If you've got anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. That's exactly what they did. They kept their mouth shut. Yep. And when Microsoft was like, oh, we need it done by this, like, not to be, be done. Fair, the trick people may say, team. oh, it was 12 months ago. You shouldn't. No, no, no. Hold on a minute. And I've said this time and time and time and time again. If you're a developer, if you're a publisher, and even if you're an indie developer, and you've probably worked at a publisher and a big company, and that's probably why you become an indie developer because just you're fed up with the monotony of working working as a as a as a small piece or a functionality of a bigger project, um, is that you know if your game is going to release in 12 months because if you don't, there is something seriously wrong in your production process. Exactly, it's like that it doesn't matter the size of game that you're working on. It, it's like with te- Team Cherry. Um, to be fair, I mean, as in the game was just said, Team Cherry are bigger than Xbox. I think he's basing it on you know all the all uh, the majority of the trailers. Sorry, who said that? Sorry, can you say that again? Who's indie? Well, I would say indie. that they're more. I would say I know he would use the word bigger than Xbox. I think what I you mean is cherished. I say they were more cherished, more loved, and more respected. Exactly. Right. Uh, yeah. He obviously that was a joke, but I think what he means is in general. If you were to look at the trailer, if moving for that twelve-month um, Silk Song one trailer, I compare them to all the other trailers shown off, all these big bangers, yep. exclusive games from Xbox. Um, Hollow Knight Silk Song killed it. Millions of you got millions of views. I don't know because what's it, that it, now. Because like Zelda, it has a charm and a charisma that is and a serenity to it that is very, very and a creativity and a, a depth of creativity that is very rarely found in most video games. It's true because we're we're obviously we're the real fans of Team Cherry and Hollow Knight, Hollow Knight Silk Soul. The fans like Indie yourself wouldn't have believed what Xbox would have told them because they know how Team Cherry works. That when they're ready to tell you when it's coming, they will well, they tell should, you. They should know how Xbox works. Well, yeah, it's because I, that's what, that, I think that's, that's what exactly. Xbox are doing what Sony did about 10 years ago. That's how far behind they are. Selling you future promise they can't deliver on. What I'd say at this stage is that, as I said, 
they uh, who's going to get the backlash? Not Team Cherry. It'll be Xbox. Oh, you said this is going to be out then. Team Cherry, like we never said a single word. We had, and they don't have to do. They, they can literally just sit there and be quiet. They don't have to engage in any I, shape or form. Like left left's recent update and tweet has a ridiculous amount of likes on the tweet on on the tweet because he because he, he gave an update on the he does the PR for uh, Team Cherry. Yeah. Because, as I said, they only need to spout or say something when they are comfortable with it. And if Microsoft wants to go ahead and say something, they're the ones who are putting their neck on the noose. No one else. I think they regret it now, anyway. No, but I, it's not the thing is they should regret it. They, they sh- they've been doing the same stuff for the last 10 years, right? Well, as far as back as I can remember. So it's um, they do have a history to kind of you, you know. know what you know what it is. Sorry, but you know what it is, right? Okay, the thing with with Microsoft and Xbox in, in in my short lifespan, right, is that they they really like to control an industry, and if they can't make it, they buy it, and that's the thing, right? And the thing is, the problem is sometimes they are they are befuddled or, or devoid of being actually being able to see something, and instead of owning it and appreciate it, and for me. You know, and and it goes, and I tell you what, it goes back to right. It's going back to not only buying Rare, but trying to buy Nintendo before that, right? Because they just appreciate or value it in terms of what it is, and just being able to absorb it rather than just saying, "Oh no, you know what? That's really great. We're going to buy it." Right? I mean, the Japanese did it when they bought the Square Mile in Japan in 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 London. Um, Then there was the then the then there was the Americans, and then it was the Arabs, and then it was the Russians. You know, and I'm not saying you know. I'm not just saying it's a specific culture or a specific place on the planet that's, that's like there's just human nature when, when, when you know, almost typically when you can pretty much do what you want, you know, you want to own everything. And that's just human nature, right? Oh, yeah. In terms of a massive multi-million dollar blue chip company or multi-billion or multi-trillion dollar company, sorry. I get lose track these days. But, yeah, I think for me, gameplay. That's I, I think that's what we've been saying for the last four or five years. It's like, give us a gameplay. That's it. Just give us some gameplay. Make it fun. It doesn't have to be huge and keep the chatter down to a bare minimum. We don't need a, you know, a 45-minute discussion with the devs of how they've decided to use this asset and move it towards another asset. You know, it's... That's great. Some people will like that. And don't get me wrong, there are some people out there who want to look at the intricacies of how these games are developed. That should be a separate separate show, maybe. Maybe after after party or something. After after event, um, I would go for. But I think they should just keep it not short and sweet, but sweet and sweet, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean if they'd have just said removable that Silk Song is gonna to come to Game Pass. That would have been enough for me, you know. That would have been more than enough to say, right? Uh yeah. I think that would uh, definitely would definitely help a few people. Uh, I know India would be like, yes, Woo-hoo. and Stubbs would be like, hmm. Well, here's, <laughs> here, here's the actual tweet, um, and he just uh, posted it in the chat. Hey, gang, just a quick update about Silk Song. We. We had planned to release in the first half of 2023, but development is still continuing. 
We're excited by how the game is shaping up and it's gotten quite big. So we want to take the time to make the game as good as we can. Expect more details details from us once we get close to release. 6.4 million views on that mm-hmm. Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know what, you know what, Mr. Stubbs Game. I'd love to hear from Indie Gamer on this because I haven't really given it any thought. But when he said it's got much bigger than they'd anticipated, um, I, I I spoke to Indie and I said, you know what, I love the interactions with all the different NPCs within the game and their stories and so on and so forth. And I said to him, when someone says bigger, I hope they. I don't just mean in the expansive world because the first one was pretty big, but I just mean in terms of depth. Uh, um, and lore and yeah, not just for sake of bigger for the, for being bigger sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, and I, and um, it'd just be interesting to hear from Indy if if he thinks that that's what they mean by bigger because, um, I, and I think that when I see those two guys speaking, they don't say much. They say what they need to say, but um, I think they're very very well aware. And I hope I don't mind if the game's a little bit bigger removal in terms of map size, fifty percent bigger, or whatever. But I, I I just think that as long as it doesn't lose its ethos. Depth. Yeah, depth, yeah. depth instead of, instead of bigger size, more depth. Would be, That's the uh, thing, isn't it? Sometimes you can keep going add, 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 but you're then potentially watering down the secret source. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I can only tell you that once I play it, but yeah, def- definitely. And uh, and and I know what it used to be a fr- you probably probably familiar with this, but in development we used to call it feature creep. <laughs> it's like. Mm-hmm. This game's doing that, so the marketing button. Can we have this in our game now, please? Uh, that'll take about six months. But why? All it does is like a click of a button. Uh, yeah, it'll take six months. Oh yeah, we would like we'd like a battle mode, please. Can we have a battle mode, please. You know, yeah, Silk Song battle feature mode, please. Creep. Feature creep is 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 one of the games. One of the things that did kill a lot of titles um, at the end mm-hmm. of the day, and um, you need some yeah, you need some really really strong people to make sure. Um, that what you're building is uh, basically it's a no. You get what you're getting. <laughs> yeah, born out, born out of pre-production. And um, if you want to know about pre-production, go and watch how the original Metal Gear Solid was made, um, and that should teach you a lot about uh, pre-production. And uh, again, a lot of those um, techniques and strategies, um, you know, we utilised by Nintendo as well, and and other devs over there, and so on and so forth. But um, as I said to you, there's a lot to learn, and um, probably that's why you know, like there's games like Zelda and this and that and the other. And I'm thinking, my goodness, I can really understand why this game took six years. There's so many layers upon layers, but they, but every facet is equal and and uh, in quality, well designed and, and complements each other. Yeah, design is a design is one thing, but then balancing that these facets of that design that's is harder. That's much much harder. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, I, I understand. Look, I've, not that I understand, I've been fortunate enough to be privy to how that process works, and I recognize it when I see it, and I can see it when it's being cocked up. So, And that's why sometimes when I hear what Xbox says, what the devs say, and I'm saying, look, you're just saying what you've been told to say, but even what you've just been told to say for public facing is Doesn't terrible. sound great. Even regardless <laughs> of the fact you may or may not be good at your job, you're doing yourself a disservice. Do you understand where I'm coming mm. from? degree yeah so hopefully I'll yeah the, the indie gamers replied yes hopefully the world is even more richer Good i word. imagine it will be it, i imagine it will be too as there will be more narrative in this game i think there will be side quests too and hornet is not a silent protagonist 
I heard that she wears um, a Hollow Knight wristwatch in the game. I heard she just goes buzz, 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 buzz. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I think that word that uh, indie gamer use, uh, rich or richer, is, uh, is actually a, yeah, an excellent word. Mm-hmm. What about you, Stubbsy? Anything that you wish to see for besides Gear 6? He, uh, wants he wants an invincibility mod for Hollow Knight. That's what he wants for Christmas. I'll he wants Scalebound. die in, in Hollow Knight so I can just complete it. And it gives me everything, opens up all the door, everything. God mode. God mode. And I could tell Indy I've completed it in an hour. Or for those who are, who are old school, Genesis mode. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, and to be fair though, I mean, I, I haven't tried that much, but from what I have played a Hollow Knight, which isn't a lot, it is a beautiful world. It's just it, difficult. It, it, it's, it's a beautiful world, but yeah. it's a game I've got to stick with more. I struggle with that a bit. I do. It is a beautiful no, I, I, game. I can understand. I can understand the, the control system, not the control system, but mastering it and being becoming fluent with it. It probably is like learning Japanese. But um, I think it's phenomenal once you can do it, though, and, and you love it. And uh, but I, I was interested because I was just thinking what you were just saying there, Mister Stubbs, is, oh, and and what Lindy was saying is that when I played Hollow Knight and I came across um, Hornet, I thought to I said to India, she should have her own game, and I'm just wondering. What character will we, or NPC will, or or, or uh, co-star will we come across in Silk Song that we will point to and say that character should have his own game or her own game? And uh, so, anyways, I'll, I'll just throw that in there. Yeah. Probably. But, uh, welcome to War Stew. Stub should finish Forbidden West. Yes, that's true. I should. Yes, you should. Yeah. But you haven't even got to the second one yet. Maybe, but, but but actually, by the time you decide, really, you get to the second one, the third one. one will be announced. I am on the second one. Is it, no, it's, it. So you're right, it is the second one. Yes, yes. Have you played the first? I've completed the first. That's shocking, oh. I know. Shocking, I know. God mode must have been activated that day. It wasn't, no. I mean, yeah. It's I the one game I, I just it. couldn't connect. I played a lot of hours in... Uh, Horizon, Horizon, Horizon um, Zero, Zero Dawn was amazing. The story. I played a lot of it, but I, I just couldn't go back to finish it. I, I don't know. I just just didn't, as removable would say, click with me. Yeah. So one of the annoying thing is because I play it on the PS4. Once I do complete Horizon Forbidden West, I can't play the DLC until I until I either buy uh, Horizon Forbidden West on the PC, then get the DLC, or I don't even deal. I don't have DLCs on the PC. It's on the PS5, you see. It's not, they've not released it for the PS4. Because I think it's quite demanding on the hardware, so they couldn't mm. make it for the PS4. It is, it is, apparently, it's graphically better than the, origin, the, the actual Horizon Forbidden West. Well, you'd think so, because it is on a more powerful machine with better specs. Yeah, so. That's probably why. Yeah, you should go so. and you should go. You should go around to Wall Street's place and just nick his PS5 while he's not looking. I uh, just swap it for a PS4. Take a PS5. Yeah. So. But that's that's the only thing you're after. Nothing, nothing else. No, like Scalebound or you know, Knights of the Republic remastered. To be fair, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good showcases. There's there's probably the Devolver. They always do good showcases. Uh, the Future. Oh, there's a really good one every year. The Future Game Show. Usually, usually is really good as well. Uh, there's loads of great indie indie showcases. There is, 
around that time. There is. Um, and there'll be loads of games they haven't even announced in them with them showcases, but there's normally a lot of fun indie game showcases as well. It's not all about the big three or the big two. You, are you are you referring to the um to the Xbox showcase? No, I'm just saying this the 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 Xbox showcase would be good, but there is there is other showcases that would yeah. be better like Devolver. There's a future there's a game show called the Future Game Show that Indie yeah. usually covers it's a very good show. Usually it's uh I can't remember if it was Devolver. I think one year Devolver got Phil Spencer involved. Devolver's are quite funny. They are. Yeah, uh, Devolver doesn't take itself seriously, and that's what makes it so well-loved. It's show, that is. Mm. It is it, I mean, there is loads of shows. If you watch them all, they're quite good. I mean, everyone emphasises on Xbox and the PlayStation show, but there is some very high-quality indie shows. I shouldn't say indie shows, other showcases. Um, it's not just about them, but they get the focus. But there's mm-hmm. other, other on equal footing. Yeah, they, they don't get the numbers they do, but see, they, they, they are quality shows. See, I, I, they, they I, Mr. Stubbs, I think that all of the showcases we we kind of between us and and the, and the community in the chat that they <clears throat> that we kind of know the showcases that are coming, and we know the standard that they've set consistently over the last. Um, last few years i think that the most interesting showcase to me is definitely the xbox one and the reason is is because like every year we hope that they come of age that they finally arrive mm-hmm. and that they finally as removable said stop showing us fmv stop showing us cgi stop yeah. showing us three million dollar trailers stop showing us proof of concept trailers that you've had made so this team has a student and the studio has a vision mm-hmm. that you can go back to when things are going wrong Show us tangible gameplay. Tangible content that you've had Mm -hmm. in production. Doesn't matter if it's 10 frames per second or 60 frames per second, because your ability to sell future promise is what's stopping you and deliver. And then even if you show us future promise, as in Fable a couple of years back now and Avowed, and um, there was a few others as well. There was uh, uh, Project Dark. Yeah. Oh, Project, uh, yeah. Project Dark or Perfect Dark. And it's just to show. A progress at this stage because people are willing to give xbox a chance because let's be honest game pass is a fantastic deal they're actually giving it away right now uh but it's terms of okay you know as consumers we're effectively you know paying 100 if we say we are paying 180 dollars a year let's just say assume games are 60 bucks um <clears throat> your your tie ratio every year and if someone's with you is at least three games a year so you're getting a decent tie ratio every year um and uh, knowing well, knowing that, X, that knowing that PlayStation are selling 100 million consoles only sold 1.1 billion units of software at one point, which was only a 10 to one tie ratio during the whole lifespan. So they're doing pretty good. Is is that that money is being put to good to use, not just to get brilliant games like um, um, potentially brilliant game as in Silk Song, uh, but potentially Starfield, but that the money is being put towards games and studios, and that your management is capable of delivering on the promise at least somewhere in the realms within a few percent of what it is that you're green lighting for production and then overseeing throughout production because um you know it's it's high time i would say because i've given xbox plenty of chances <clears throat> and i've probably bought more xbox systems than probably everybody had combined but that's a different story but um the point is i think that that is the most intriguing show because 
they kind of really have narrowed down where they are. I don't mean in terms of you know what they might go and buy. I'm terms in terms of the internal studios and what they've promised. Uh, I'm really intrigued to see the progress. Uh, this what is it next month? It's not even that far away, is it? No, it's not long. Keller weeks. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to cover it after the after. Yeah. I know we're not covering it live, but well, I don't mind. But Especially we can cover it after. Post, post the event, but it'd be really interesting. We can, we can. But yeah, um, the one where I mentioned Phil, it was uh, Indie Games said it was the Devolver showcase had Phil on, and he was uh, when Carry On was getting released. He did some skit. It's quite funny. We based on the, uh, the game Carry On. We, oh, another showcase Indies mentioned the Gorilla Collective is another great showcase, mm-hmm. and the Tribeca showcase. There's, there's loads of showcases. Mm. It's just the focus is on the Xbox mm-hmm. a lot of the time, and there is other showcases people should probably take a look at. Would, would you agree? Is that that's the, that's the one where a lot of eyes are going to be on the Xbox One, or would you disagree? A lot of eyes are on the Xbox C because. PlayStation, if if they, because people still saying that it's coming, there may not be a showcase. It's only rumored because, as you know, with PlayStation, they will probably mm. drop a blog post on the first day, and it'll be next. It'll be the first day after. They don't need to advertise it ahead of schedule because the Xbox yep. showcase was advertised. I know the information came out again, but it, the actual date was advertised quite a while ago. Now it was um, what date they were doing. So who knows? Maybe PlayStation would do the old tactic of let Xbox go first, and where do where that they might do one in June after? I think I think for Sony it's very different right now. They don't need to anymore, do they? No, it's very much like I look at Nintendo. I look at Nintendo, and their main focus, if you look at it, is sending selling as much Switch hardware now, uh, um, and the last chapter of the Switch with Tears of the Kingdom, and they've semi-promoted. Uh, Pikmin 4 with a I'm te- I'm, I know we've mentioned a lot of games but that is one game I'm really really interested in playing, I played the first one and I really enjoyed it, that was a long long time ago and I'm really interested in Pikmin 4 but um, they pick and choose the, the timing, a, a strategic timing in accordance with their own business and their own business model, not due to events or ongoings or what might or might not what their competitors may or may may or might not do, and I think that's the position that Sony find themselves in, which is good. And now it's just about using their their uh, their games or armaments as into strategically uh, releasing information and news and so on and so forth, uh, as in mm. when it aids their business plan and when they want to put a yeah. shift on uh, how many hardware units they want to sell and so on and so forth. And I think it's less in alignment with what Xbox may or may not do, more in alignment with, okay, these are our main um, business objectives. So this is what we'll use here, 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 and here, because this is where, you know, we know our, well, they know all their third-party partners, which are probably more important than what Xbox are doing in terms of when they're releasing games and what marketing strategies mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Um, and what release, like Final Fantasy 16, right? That they, they, they don't really want to, uh, put out a load of information about tons of their new games coming out just to perhaps impact that. So I think it'll be Final Fantasy 16 and Spider-Man 2, if it is coming this year, the, as the two key components to 
pushing out or, or reaching that that hardware installed number and uh, monthly active users. I, th I think that's 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 got to be the main focus. I know there's a lot of spoken about about a lot of other different games, um, but I'm in two minds. As in, will they show them? Won't they show them? I, I think it'd be really. That's the only interesting aspect. How much? How little they show, and how much they show. Because what little they show may just be enough, as you say, Mister Stubbs. Yeah, we'll have to see though. We will, but. Uh... Tell you what, it's been a really fun conversation tonight, Az. It's um Well we do try. I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> Covered a lot of different games, a lot of different 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 points. Uh, what comes like... out first Mr. Stubbs, what comes out first? Persona six or gear six? That's the question that everybody has Ooh. on their lips. Tell him removable. Persona Tell six. Oh, I, don't I don't actually know because that they haven't they haven't even mentioned that Persona 6 is in production, but then again, they're not mentioning Gear 6 is in production, but everyone knows it's in production. But, uh, well, everyone wishes it's in production and hopes it's in production, but they haven't heard anything about no, it yet. No, they're just twiddling the thumbs up, helping uh, Redfall fix the game properly. You'll be fine, you'll be you'll, you'll see, you know, you'll see that one symbol just slowly come out of the darkness. And it'll just say six next to it, and that'll be the third. That'll be the twenty seconds right at the very end, and you'll be a happy bunny. And and will Square Enix show anything of Dragon Quest Twelve, Mister Stubbs? No, the Xbox showcase a bit of PlayStation oh, the showcase. Xbox, I mean, the Square Enix event. Oh yeah, they, potentially. It depends if PlayStation do a showcase. They might the PlayStation might pay for it to be on their showcase instead. You mean on their platform? On their platform, and um, Persona Six will. Let's not get on to that. Let's go next time because that could be a whole topic for a, another day. We'll whole talk about new topic. Next, next, next one. Next next show we will. I thought you said today was going to be a four-hour show. No, that's not. I want to go and play some coffee talk and games before we go to bed. Basically, so, he's had enough of us. He's tired. He wants to go for nap time. No, it's been a fun conversation. Though. Thanks for everyone for popping in. And if you can catch it on replay, please give us a like, share, and subscribe. Uh, drop us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you catch your podcast services. Uh, thanks for Removable Sanity for coming on. Can you tell people where they can find you? Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Always great to have a chat with yourself and VJ. Uh, for those who wish to follow me, uh, you can find me on Minds, Xbox, YouTube and Twitter under the name Removal Sanity. Thanks, Removal Sanity. And to VJ, thanks for coming on again. It's been a pleasure, as always, with you and Removal Sanity on the show. Thank no, thank you for having me on, uh, Mr. Stubbs. And uh, sorry if I went off on a few tangents today. No, <laughs> even better. I, I, it's even better. Some I'm, good conversation I'm... was had today. <laughs> I'm just, I know that I often text you and uh, remove after the event and say, you know what, if I was out of line or sit, no, went over the top of anything, perfect, please, let, please let me know. I'm always always striving to improve and not to uh, overimpose my, my own thoughts, on, which, I'm, which I end up doing more often than I like to. But just so you, on a, on a good note, though, just so you know that uh, I'm off to the dentist um, in a couple of hours and um, hopefully, you know, they'll extract my tongue so I stop annoying people. Yeah, you wouldn't be VJ if you wasn't. <laughs> oh, it was, uh, it's yeah, looking forward to the next show already. Thank you. 
but I will uh, get that scheduled. We will we'll be doing a post show of the Xbox. Obviously, I can't do it the time it's on, but if you and Rick were always free, probably nine o'clock that night, we could probably do one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, there'd be about two thousand podcasts doing the same thing, but. Who knows? I'm not worried about that. Fun, it's just, I, I'd just like to have a chat with the both of you about it because um, I, I think that's far more interesting than, than listening to people that perhaps I don't respect. That's fair. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, thanks for coming on. And thanks, everyone. Indie Gamer, Darren, Fimber, War Student jumped in, uh, Masuku, Luke Steele, Luke Steele, Back from the Dead. Uh, I think and uh, Ch- Tribal, I think it was Tribal, Tribal, I think Sentinel. Um, I reckon and BMG was in for a little bit. I know he listen. He will listen on replay on Apple Podcasts. He always does. Each wants to hear us talk about Sonic. That's what it is. We just did oh, talk about Korea in Japan today, which is and Thailand. Sonic is the best game in the world. BMG. So True. yes, I know you're going to listen on replay. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one. See you later.